Welcome to the Wake and Rake Podcast. My mind, you just wake up and go rake. Here's Danny and Will. Guess who's back? Breaking news. The baseball gods have heard your prayers. Baseball is back, baby. Basically back, baby. And we're not missing any games. Zero games missed. Can you believe that? Who would have guessed that? We have opening day. Who would have guessed that we wouldn't have canceled any games? We have opening day, April 7th, reportedly, according to Bob Nightingale. All hail Bob Nightingale, who's been our legend throughout it all. He's been great. And then we also have spring training games starting one week from today. So yeah. players report, are going to return. Report date is on Sunday, right? The 13th? Immediately, as soon as they can get there. And as you've been saying this entire time, a lot of the players are already down there, correct? Yeah, it's like 50-50, I think, honestly. I think yeah, a lot of the older guys that – um you know, have families that haven't been able to go because of school and stuff like that, stayed home with their families. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, they're, they're getting flights for tonight or tomorrow morning. So, yeah, A lot of the minor league players I've been talking to, that's where a lot of my sources come from, is they said they've been bringing out the equipment from the moving trucks. It's out. They have to be ready. I they're mean, ready to go. Like, drills are every time, start immediately. So every time they're like, this is a deadline, they have to be ready for that. Yeah, yeah I mean, deadline. really – I rolled my right. eyes at deadline. I'm so of sorry. course. Oh, of course. But just in the sense of we don't want to want this to sneak up on us. Yeah. Because honestly, there's going to be guys at camp tomorrow taking BP on the field. Yeah. Tomorrow. You had guys on the inside. Have you heard anything since they struck a deal yet? As far as what? As far as are they pumped? Like what are the emotions? Yeah, they're pumped. The there was, I mean, side? there was there were some issues there at the end. Oh, um, yeah, there was. Some Boris guys. Yeah. Raising a little hell in there. So that's what's uh, been reported. I mean, Twenty-six I mean, to twelve on the votes. Right. It's not close. So yeah. that yeah. it worked out. I mean, those guys had what they had to say for some reason because Boris has he does what Boris does and puts some things over the other important things. But really, like I'm sitting here looking at my list of things. This is a really positive case for the players. Mm-hmm. Positive. I mean, you look at league minimum going up a ton, seven hundred thousand dollars. CBT bumped up, so that's gonna not, it's not gonna act as much of a, a as a as a hard cap. It's gonna it's gonna be a lot further away for those middle of the road teams, and they're gonna be a lot more comfortable to spend. That pre arb player pool at fifty million is huge. It ends up huge. being like one point six seven million per team. So that won't be to the teams. So th- I got this from the inside. That won't be for like the team to decide like oh we're gonna give it to this guy or this guy or this guy. They're gonna come up with a formula that is used post awards and war and all that, that will reward those players X amount of money based off of each team having $1.67 million. Cause there's 50 million divided by 30, obviously it's 1.6. Um, so there will be a formula to decide who gets what as far. Cause if you have one guy that's a rookie that just dominates, played a super high level has like a, you know, four or five war, which is high for a rookie player. Um, then he's probably going to take most of that. <laughs> Keep in mind, too, I mean, $50 million is basically right in the middle. If, if people remember initially when talks first started, and we're talking about two months ago, when you could argue that it wasn't serious negotiations because I think a lot of people would question the validity they were feelers. of it all. There were feelers. But initially, owners were proposing about $10 million. The players yeah. were proposing $110 million. They were $100 million apart now, they, as you just mentioned. Everything they settled was, I mean, on look 50. at how far everything was two weeks ago. It, it, so, it goes without saying it shouldn't have taken this long. We know that. We've, we've discussed well, it this. It should have started a lot earlier, but there's right. a, I'll tell you this. 
there's a lot of buzz around baseball, but it was teetering the line of people being like, I'm out. And also like the other side of that of people being super invested, which is us. Um, but those on the fence fans, I think we're going to lose a few, but this free agency frenzy is going to pull in a lot. I want to run through these bullet points for you. Cause you mentioned the $50 million bonus pool, which is, is huge. Um, if the impact of minimum salary for players going up to 700,000, it was initially 570 in the last right. collective bargaining agreement. It's now going up to 700,000. And as the years go on due to inflation and other factors, it will grow to up to $780,000 for a minimum salary. The impact on young players. 780 or 770? I have 780. This is according to ESPN. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I, didn't, I haven't seen like the final, final numbers yet because right. I've been scrambling doing shows. <laughs> as you see, me in a suit. Right? I have shorts on. I do have shorts on. I look like homeless over here and you look very dapper. Oh uh, yeah, I, I I text you and was like, dude, let's do a pod. Where you at? And you're like, I'm getting jacked at the gym, bro. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, time to cut off the bicep workout. Let's go. Time for how'd big. You, how'd you know I was doing biceps? How'd you know I was doing biceps? Because I just see in your face, you're happy. <laughs> if you were doing lower body, you'd be like exhausted right now. Uh, yeah, I mean lower, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. man, positive. I mean, the owners, honestly, we'll get away from your workouts. All right, listen. If you look at the big picture here. I do see it as kind of a win-win for both sides. The players, they wanted that eight-run home run, but they only got a grand slam, which is still good. It's positive movement, right? And it's starting to show – these numbers are going to show the reflection. They're going to reflect the uh, huge gains in revenue we see, right? That's all the players want because that all the way up until two, three years ago, it was reflecting the growth in revenue. And then all of a sudden, that those lines started to get further and further apart on the graph. Um that's just not fair. It just, I mean, it, it, it's not normal labor. It's not your everyday job. This is major league baseball. And those two things should go hand in hand. And that's what we're getting closer to. And the owners didn't give up as much as they thought there's a chance they would have to give up because they knew the players were coming after them because the past couple CB, uh, CBAs ownership in the league dominated the players. They weren't prepared for those uh, Michael Weiner dying hurt, um, and then um, Tony Clark taking over wasn't prepared in 2015, in my opinion, uh, 2016 to get that done. And he is much, he was very ready this time around. He had a great team around him. The players were unified um, and they stood by his side, even, even towards the end when we're thinking, oh, the Boris clients are starting to separate themselves here. Um, the total vote comes out and it shows how unified they were even with that and, and the international draft stuff shows even more how more unified they are of taking care of their Latin brothers. Yeah. They said they, a majority of those guys, the guys who speak for the Latin players said we don't want it. So they said, we're not doing it We're we can't jump into it. We will do it. Right. We do know there's a lot of positives, but let's really sit down and take our time and do it right. Because every country has its own issues. We can't just jump into this. If you throw just a random structure out there, it might be great in the Dominican, but then Venezuela could be terrible. Japan, it could be terrible. Colombia, Mexico, there's all these places that have different cultures and you're going to have to find a, a really good structure to make sure it goes smoothly. Yeah, and discussing it over a two-week period while you're also discussing CBTs and you're discussing right. rule changes, like you're just not going to get You need to put your plan. full focus on it, yeah. So they're going to circle back on the international draft. That has not been decided. They're going to circle back. They have a deadline supposedly scheduled for April. Uh, middle of April to re-collab and figure out what that right. international. And I hope it gets done. I really, there's a yeah. lot of positives, a lot of positives there. One, yeah. uh, one glaring 
point that I'm looking at here, and, and everybody was wondering what exactly would look like. There was talks of ghost wins and 14 team, team playoffs. That we knew we were going to get an expanded postseason. We didn't know what it was going to look like exactly. Yeah. Um, it looks like we're getting a 12-team expanded postseason. Which is what we expected. Mm-hmm. The, the, the only reason the players rolled out a 14 – with a ghost win, they know the ghost win was ridiculous and they knew they weren't going to go for it, but they couldn't, they wanted to roll it out there just to see if they would bite on other things and say, okay, like maybe they'll do 14. Here's this. If you take away the ghost win, just to kind of feel it's a negotiation thing. No one wanted a 14 team playoff except for ownership. All right. People around the game, 10, 10 is plenty. 12 is pushing it, but I'm fine with 12. I'm good with 12 person. Do we have the format? The, the, the what the number number one seeds get buys is that correct but, they still have to ratify this and right you know get everything ironed out yeah. uh legally i'll get back but, to you on that yeah i don't i don't know if the final word is out now the national league as expected is going to adopt the universal dh or not the universal it's becoming the universal dh or adopt adopting the designated hitter position which is yeah. huge for the huge for the players that's more money for players more money that owners are going to spend. It's another position. Uh, draft lottery will be implemented with intent of discouraging tanking. Draft pick inducements to discourage service time manipulation. That's also huge. Chris Bryant is smiling somewhere. In limiting the times, uh, the number of times a player can be optioned to the minor leagues in one season, that, that's huge too. I mean, we saw a guy with the Royals. Uh, I want to say it was Edward Olivares or, or someone with the Royals last year. He got optioned back and forth between Kansas City and uh, who's who's the Royals? Uh, Omaha. Omaha's oh, yeah. AAA affiliate. He got Sorry, optioned my, back. My freaking phone is blowing up with work stuff. So no, I hear just you. hang with me. I I'm hear listening. You. I'm here. Pretty sure is Edward Olivares. He got optioned five times in less than two months last year between Kansas City and Omaha. So that's going to be tinkered with as well. And that you won't see that as much. This was yeah. a big point that I, a big takeaway for me was, you mentioned Tony Clark, and he deserves a lot of credit for everything that's gone on. Deserves some blame as well, certainly. Everybody deserves credit, and everybody deserves blame that was involved in these negotiations. But 100%. he, along with the eight members, part of the executive subcommittee, voted 8-0 to zero against the deal. So the subcommittee was not in favor of accepting this deal. The players, like you mentioned, 26-4 to four in favor. So what it comes down to? Is the players are tired of all the BS and they're ready to they're ready to play ball, which is what the teams wanted. That's why they waited till the very end to really dig in on on those uh, lawsuits. Yeah. They waited till the very end where they're like, "Fuck it, just get the job done." And but the guys in the on the subcommittee were like, "Hold up, wait! Like here you are again throwing something in right at the end that you vaguely like briefly brought up weeks ago." And it was like a non, it wasn't like a main thing we're talking about. And then it's like, we're about to sign a deal. And you go, oh, by the way, this is yeah. uh, what we need done to get it done. So that, that, that was basically because the subcommittee was pissed. Mm-hmm. I know they were for a fact. They were pissed just because after the international draft thing where they threw that in yesterday when they weren't expecting that, when they were told it was a secondary issue or something they would figure out down the road. And then they made it a sticking point. They were pissed about that and were told they were done with that kind of thing. And then they threw in those two lawsuits that they want to wipe clean at the very, in the 11th hour today. So they voted against that just because they were pissed and thinking, you know what, this takes one more day. It takes one more day. 
couple bullet points who are, here I'm running down is uh, you're going to see patches on players' uniforms as well with advertisements. That's new. We've seen that applied to the NBA with their players. NFL, I don't think so, but we're going to see it in baseball. So you're going to have. I wonder patches. if they're going to put ads on the massive bases. Yeah, they're going to be. They're going to be. <laughs> They're going to be rolling out like uh, the NASCAR uniforms with patches. It won't look like, like that. It won't be that. The Wake and Rake pod on second, sponsored Ooh. on second base. I kind of like that idea. You know how they put the advertisements in dark dirt behind the mound, so the camera Ooh. angle. Wake you can and put Rake stuff logo. out there. They, they do stuff now even without putting it in the dirt. They just, like, use the, you know, their production crew. Right. Okay, no contact. Something to think rest. about. The CBT threshold, which was the biggest sticking point and the biggest thing dividing the two sides. They settled on $230 million in 2023, and it peaks at $244 million in the final year of the CBA. That's huge, too, because initially players were looking at $260, $270 million right. for that CBT, and the owners you were go below $200. You go, they were looking yeah. at 190 So that's they met in the middle. Basically, it well, took for a the long final freaking numbers on time. That? The final number is 230 in 2023, and then it peaks at 244. Which is up 20 million. That's amazing. That's a, that's a that's a superstar player you can add without going over. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> this didn't even have anything to do with baseball. I'm trying to find a ride uh, for Maddie to school tomorrow because I have to do shows in the morning. Ah, gotcha. Uber. Yeah, yeah I just hop in the the Prius, baby. We good. <laughs> and I you don't know this guy, but he'll he'll take. He's got five stars. So I think. Personally, I'm kind of done talking about numbers and talking about all the BS that's going on these last six months. And I'm kind of ready to talk about baseball. And I think as we mentioned on this pod last time, we promised we were going to speak it into existence that we're going to be talking baseball in the next episode. And here we are. So here's what I want to talk about, Brooksy, is free agency starts tonight. Like, as expected, we are about as, to have absolute As soon pandemonium. as this is ratified, it's, it's absolute pandemonium. And we have some Big time dudes on the board still. I mean, I know, and I, I'm still trying to figure. Like, let's let's talk about a couple of these guys. Like, where do you think Correa goes? Just give me your gut feeling. I just right. So we and, obviously right. I, I think initially, from what I'm hearing, the guys that I've spoken to, the potential options for him have really been limited and restricted because there's not a lot of guys right now after the Javi Baez signing. Trevor Story is a more affordable free agent that you could put in the middle of your infield. There's not a lot of teams right now that are willing to spend 300 plus million dollars long term for a shortstop right now. I think not I a, would take Trevor Story over Bias. Economically, yes. Well, I like, okay, let's say I'm the you New York I mean? Yankees. If I'm the New York Yankees, everyone's like, oh, go get Correa. No. No, I don't think well, – I mean, with the Rays in the, in the CBT, I would have to see, like, their numbers and where they're at because they were right around uh, the threshold at, at 210 last year. They were just under. Or, mm -hmm. or did they just go over? I can't remember. They were close. They were close. They were close. They, I know they were trying to stay under all year. They have been I think what years. makes more sense for the Yankees is to go get somebody like a story and then add at first base either a Matt Olsen or re-sign Anthony Rizzo because Anthony Rizzo was one of the top four players most affected by the shift last mm -hmm. year. So him and Joey Gallo should have better numbers. Keep and in mind, too, not just free agencies opening, but trades, too. Okay, there's guys like Matt Olson that could potentially be available. There was a report out there that the Yankees wanted to trade for Olson and Matt Chapman, and they wanted to yeah. stick Matt Chapman at shortstop. Now, is that accurate? I don't know. I mean, has the... You know, as, as water trickled down that well, has uh, 
is that deal or supposed report no longer valid? I don't know. But that is a supposed report that was out there that they could stick Matt Chapman there. So it's not just for agency that's available now. We could see trades. We could see big oh, time moves. We could see international you know, I have, movement. I have people asking me questions like, what should the Red Sox do? What should this team do? I'm like, dude, I, I need a second to like really think about that. Yeah. Like, I think the Red Sox need, I could see him a reliever. I could see getting another James Jackson and going to be ready to like July. Right. He's coming, he's 11, 11 months in or so on, on CJ. But I think the Sox need like a right-handed big bat that could do basically what Schwarber did, like outfield first base type. I don't know. I have, I have a lot of moving pieces in my head right now, but. But to answer your Correa position, I think he goes back to Houston just because his options are, and not to mention too, we talked about this on a previous pod was. Well, they have more room to make, to, to make a deal now. They have an extra 20 million dollars to work with. Yeah. And, and Greg, he's a free agent. So he's off the board there. So I just think. I think he could go back to Houston too. I really like that. He's not going to get the money he wants. He's not. He wants 300 plus mil and I don't see it happening. That's another thing. Like, I think the shortstop is going to be the shortstop position is going to be much more important now without the shift. You're right. That's a great point. You need athletic, like really good shortstops. And I'm glad so you I think mentioned shortstops are going to come back. Second baseman, same thing. You're going to a really good defensive second baseman is going to be important again, too, because you need guys to cover ground. They're not just stuck with it. I mean, we're still going to have analytics. They're going to be shaded this and that. But they're not going to be three guys on one side of the infield. I'm glad you mentioned that too, because I you know, was remiss to not mention there was a 45 day window. This is according to the new deal that they agreed upon with the CBA, the new CBA. It's a 45 day window for Major League Baseball to implement rule changes. Right. And that includes pitch clocks, ban on shifts, and larger bases for the 2020. Which is season. weird though, because it's like, are we, are they, I think they should just start it from the beginning of the season. You mean like, this year? Yeah. If you're going to do it, let's do it. Yeah. I I don't think – I never even saw an agreement, like, on a final number on the pitch clock. 14 seconds too fast. Keep in mind, too, though, if it, to your point, you need better defending shortstops if you're not going to have a shift. You know, you need guys that are covering more ground. So you like need to give front man. offices more time to plan for something like that. You know what I mean? So I think 2023 yeah, – That's why I think plan. the shortstop class, the like, Correa and Story are going to benefit and actually – maybe get more money than we thought because teams are like, man, we need it. Like we need it. We don't have time to negotiate this. Like if it's 10 over the asking price or 10 over what we want to pay, just do it. We have the extra room depending on the team. Seattle is really intriguing to me because I think Seattle, they already said they're not moving JP Crawford from shortstop, but I think Trevor I would like Story, to see Chris Bryant go there. Honestly, Chris Bryant's very intriguing and Trevor story. Both of those two guys. Now Correa is not going to end up Seattle. Correa wants to play shortstop. They are not moving off J.P. Crawford at shortstop. They're not moving J.P. Crawford. Correa He's will not be Glover. You shouldn't. He's not going to Seattle. But Chris Bryant, he can play all over the diamond. By, by all over the diamond. Swiss I mean, Army knife. You need him. Every single position in the outfield, nearly every position in the infield. He doesn't play shortstop or second base, but he probably could if he really had to. So right. that's probably his best asset. I know he's a former MVP. He's a threat in the lineup, but his ability to play around the diamond is huge, especially for a team like Seattle that is really on the come up, but they're going to have a lot of depth coming up this season too. And then Trevor Story as well, I think he'd be willing to move over to third base to fill that void left by Kyle Seeger, who recently retired. I could see that. And he's a story. I mean, Trevor's not a, a small guy for an infielder. He's like 6'2". 
The Yankees want story. Apparently, uh, I should rephrase. <laughs> Yankees fans want Trevor's story. At least a lot of them, from what I hear. I would like. I, I like that move. I think that is a smart move because it leaves you financial flexibility to go get another pitcher and a first baseman that you want. And really, if, if we learned anything from the Yankees last year, they built a team that it wasn't versatile, it wasn't flexible, it wasn't, and it hurt them. They were very right-handed heavy. Mm-hmm. You know, not I know Trevor Story is right-handed, so it's great. But any shortstop you get is probably going to be right-handed. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's it, why it, I think yeah. bringing Rizzo back or getting Olsen, I mean, they have guys they could trade, but they're guys that they would trade, like a Debbie Garcia or somebody like that. Their stock's down. Yeah. Like, they stonk last year. Even in AAA, he had like a seven. So it was like, who do they give up? Like, they have a couple stud shortstops in their system, but, like, I would wait to see who you're going to have playing shortstop before you give up a shortstop. <laughs> you know? So we're both in agreement on the, on the Korea situation. We both think that Houston is probably the best bet. If does, we can get the number, yeah. Does a team like Miami come out of nowhere and offer him a two-year deal, tons of money? I, I, I think they throw me. money at Cassianos, but I don't know if he goes there now because of Jeter leaving hurts their sellability. Is that a word? Sellability? I don't know. It is now. I'm going to use it. It's a wake and rake pod uh, word of the day. Sellability. Um, to sell free agents to come there. Derek Jeter being there would be a reason for me to go there as a free agent. Oh, you want to win. This is a winner. And now he just left because they wouldn't – he basically gave him a five-year window to say, all right, reset, do what you need to do, hire who you want to hire. We're going to get people in here and figure this out. And then five years is off. I need money so I can win. And they didn't give him money, and he said, I'm out, boys. His payroll went down each of the years payroll went down. You can't bring in a proven winner and expect them to win – with a $60 million payroll. Not the Marlins, to the Marlins' credit, though, they made some really good moves before Jeter left. And I, credit goes to Kim Ang right. here, too. It's the probably manager. Jeter, too. Obviously, El Garcia, really good signing. They brought over Joey Wendell from Tampa Bay. They made Love some him. really good moves. They, they brought over um, uh, Lazardo, Jesus Lazardo, who was uh, – I, I hate to revisit this, but he was my Cy Young pick last year, and that turned out really terribly. But maybe well, he turns out, his too. his hand didn't help. Yeah, that, that playing video games. Yeah, that. All this is like flooding back in. Like my baseball brain has been so shut off and just on CDA, and now it's all just like flooding me right now, and it makes me feel so happy. Makes me pump, man. Makes me. I'm pump. so. I did a CBS uh, Sports HQ hit right before this, and I literally was like smiling like the whole time. They're like, "You're so happy." I'm like, "I know." Like I don't even know what I'm saying. I like blacked out. I just was like so happy that baseball's back. Opening day is four weeks away, my friend. All right, what about Freddie Freeman? Dude, I he's going back to the Braves. Buster thinks differently. Buster only. Buster's wrong. It. He's going back. I see Freddie as a sentimental, like, he wants to be there his whole career. His family's happy there. I don't know, man. It just it's, it feels right, and it would feel wrong to see him in another uniform like, a, like the Dodgers or something. I just He, he comes across as a guy that isn't about money. And he's like that hard worker, like just puts in the work. He's a good teammate, plays hard. And not that it would taint like his career of him like chasing that with the Dodgers. Because like he got a World Series last year. So like he got his ring. So it's like, I just really think it's right. And it will be the best call for him to stay there. It's, it's, he's going to, he's probably not going to get the money that he would get. But I, I think if it's relatively close, he would take a little less and stay in Atlanta. Sometimes, though, play devil's advocate. It's not always about the physical money. Sometimes it's about he's a SoCal kid. 
That's where he was born and raised. He spent half his life in Atlanta. Yes. <laughs> He's obviously an icon in Atlanta now. I'm just saying he, you know, that means something in the heart. Every player wants to go home and play. You would admit when you went back with the Texas Rangers, that was of something course. special for you. Of course, but I, I wasn't a perennial all-star at a team for 10 years. True. But I was already on my third one-year free agent deal at that point. Right. So of but, course I was like, oh, if I'm, yeah, I'll take a little less to go home. But my I, point we weren't is, talking hundreds yeah. of millions of dollars. We were talking me signing for 1.2 for a year. And that's if I'm in the big leagues, if I make the team. But my point is it's not always about how much they're giving you. Sometimes it's about, okay, they want me more because they're offering more me more. You know what I mean? Like Atlanta, you look I think over Freddie's Atlanta. smarter than that. I think he knows the economics of his team. He's a smart guy. He is. And I think he would rather build another winning club than chase the dollar sign. You mentioned Castellanos. He is available. Clayton Kershaw, still a free agent. Clayton Kershaw appears like he would welcome a, a, a comeback I to would, Los Angeles, obviously, but Texas also makes sense. Speaking of hometown kids. That's another hometown. Kids, another hometown. He grew right? up in uh, Highland Park. Texas already has brought over Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager, a teammate of Clayton yeah, Kershaw. Yeah, they're ready to spend more. The Blue Jays want to spend money, too. That Not for Kershaw. Kershaw's not going to freaking Toronto, but mm-hmm. – I think that Buster said that Buster was like Toronto's ready to spend money too. Everybody's talking Matt Olson to the Yankees and Matt Chapman to the Yankees. Look out for Toronto. Toronto could use a third baseman and a first baseman. Now I know Vladdy, Vladdy plays first, but they can DH. You think Michael Conforto can play first base. Michael Conforto, I'm sure he can. I, I see. I feel like he'd be a good fit in Toronto. There's another guy that's available. Relievers too. Kenley I mean, Nelson Cruz, Nelson Cruz is going to play another three seasons because of the universal DH. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, he's 41 years. He'll be 41 on opening day. That's a key point, though, because now there's 15 teams that are now suitors for Nelson Cruz. Nelson Cruz is about to get a big-time payday. I mean, he like, was already going to get one, but. Like, do you think we see another year out of Pujols? Probably. At least a minor league deal for sure. He won't Spring- a minor league deal. Well, okay. He'll Let retire before he signs a minor league. At game. least a spring training invite. No, 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 no. Yeah, he yeah, will yeah. not. He won't do that. He won't go out that way. Not after the yeah. career he's had. Okay, you say you can say the same thing about guys like Jimmy Rollins, who signed. You know, got the spring training invite, and you had to make the roster. Like, you get to a point in your career where you cannot be greedy. If you really want to play, I understand. He doesn't have to be legacies greedy. and everything like that. I get it. But if he wants to play, he's going to have he's to. He's one take of the best right-handed small. hitters of all time. He was great against left-handed pitching last year against the Dodgers. And by great, I mean great. Like his OPS was top 15 in the league right. against so left-handed look, hitters. So if you're looking for a fit for him, I'm thinking. Like the you Dodgers. think about a team, huh? The Dodgers. I mean, bring, bring him back to LA. I mean, he already lives he's there, obviously. There and, and they have left-handed options for DH as well on days that right-handers are on the mound. Mm-hmm. But you're also not going to spend a shit ton of money on a guy to play, you know, 75 games true but he'll pinch hit i mean he'll still pinch hit but it's hard to pinch hit and the older you get it's hard to get loose man those old guys who've been around for 15 20 years it's really hard for them to pinch hit because they it takes a lot for them to get their body ready to go every day i want to dive in a deeper into free agents but we'll do another episode with free agents but i just want to keep running down this. yeah i want to do like a prediction i mean we don't have time to do predictions We're, we're gonna know in like three four days right where most of these guys are going. I but feel like. just to name a couple of guys on the list, I mentioned Kenley Jansen, Anthony Rizzo, Kyle Schwarber. Is he going yes. back to Boston? We mentioned Nelson Cruz, Carlos Kyle Rodon. from Waltham. <laughs> from Waltham. Uh, by the way, did you hear Kravis is leaving Barstool? 
DraftKings, good for him, dude. He good created a brand for himself, dude. Yeah, incredible. Dude, the, Jared's he, a good guy. Like he started like on like doing nothing jobs in Boston as a as a high school kid, mm-hmm. and he's turned into tribal leader of baseball. Is what he calls himself. Yeah. Well, he's Barstool great. gets the Barstool gets this reputation. Some of it deserves, some of it not. That it's you know frat house and and they're very. It is. But they also do a really good job. Like I said, some of it's deserved, some of it's not. But that doesn't mean there's not good people over there. And Jared's a very good dude. I think they uh, fit the appetite of just about every group of people. They Mm -hmm. they do different shows for different bros. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Speaking of media members, how about Jeff Passan getting hacked? Getting hacked by the on the biggest biggest damn baseball. You imagine like his heart rate this afternoon and stress level. Oh my gosh. He, he went through some peps at AC. So many ears. They, he probably waltzed right into Twitter headquarters. He probably took a flight to San Francisco, waltzed <laughs> right into Twitter and said, fix it right now because I need to break now. this news. And sure enough, when we needed Jeff most, he came through and broke the news. Came through. Um, a lot of guys. Heyman, who was a part of the show, who's a friend of the show. He, he, Anna Kaiser. He was, he was on it. And, you know, he was he was very league happy. He we know who he works for. I get it. I I get it. But the last couple of days, he also has some tweets that were very neutral mm-hmm. as far as like, I don't understand why Manfred wouldn't take this. He it's the deal he made, you know. So the last couple of days, I mean, I mean, Heyman's been great. I mean, he's he has to do what he has to do. I get that, but he, he was a great follow through this as well. I'm just looking forward to and Nightingale. Nightingale was great. Yeah, I'm just looking forward to seeing something other than the 2000 two ALCS on MLB network. You know what I mean? Like I'm looking forward to watching baseball yeah. again, to seeing spring training games on seeing content. I mean, we have I mean, we're a week content. away from, from games. So weird. Cause it, it feels like we were months me. away from it. And then all of a sudden it's like, you wake up from a coma and you're like, Oh, baseball's here. It's here, man. It's crazy. Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, I know you got a lot of HQ work to do. I got my own stuff that I'm working on. We have content going left and right, but we will jump back on. This was an emergency pod. We got a lot more content to give you guys. But until next time, party people will be talking free agents next episode. Until next time, peace. Welcome back, baseball. Let's go.